You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to be giving our season grade for Derrick Jones Jr. Zach and DeMar apparently also got uh, third place All-NBA team votes. And Dalen Terry is going to be representing the Bulls at the draft lottery. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. But Pat, Derek Jones Jr., giving a grade. We've been continuing. We're about close to wrapping up the season grades um, right as we get ready to head towards the draft. And who knows? Maybe the, the Bulls can get lucky and we can actually start some draft profiles. But before we talk about that, season grades for Derrick Jones Jr., man. How are you feeling about the season that DJJ had for the Chicago Bulls? DJJ, to me, is a player that you can't quantify in the numbers, right? He's he's a guy that, to me, you have to look at him in the, in the sense of, okay, what is he going to be uh, when he's actually on the court, what is he providing? What kind of energy is he bringing? To me, DJJ, I have to give him a, a B plus. And I know Muzz are going to be like, you giving DJJ a B plus? Hear me out on this, though. DJJ is the epitome of the, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. He came into the game in second halves of games sometime after not playing multiple games in a row where he just showed up and made an impact and then you wouldn't see him for the next couple of games. Now, do I want to see DJJ starting every night? Probably not, right? Because he's starting to power forward every time when Billy Donovan throws him out there. But or do I like no or center? <laughs> you never know. But do I like the impact that uh, he was able to make when he did get his time on the floor? I do, and I think that I, I actually like the fact that he opted into his deal. I think he's the perfect bench piece for you to have, the perfect kind of glue guy for you to have on this team. I especially what what is it like? He's basically here for like two million bucks. So it's not it's not like you're breaking the bank on him. I love the fact that he opted in. I thought that he gave you really good energy, really good opportunity. And I know as surprising as this may seem, ain't DJJ only like 26? Uh, I think he I think he turned 27 this year. Oh, he's, he's been in the league. He's 27 in 1997. He's been in the league what a, like like eight? 10 years almost, bro. That's like crazy. he's almost got 10 years in the league. He's like 27 years old. That's wild. <laughs> But I, I, I really like the I, I like DJJ's role off of the bench. I think he's just good enough of a three point shooter, too, for me to be OK. Well, he, the percentages won't show it, but he also didn't take a lot of them. To me, I, I love what you said there. Derek Jones Jr. is the perfect role player. That, just to me. And by that meaning, he's going to embrace and find a way to impact no matter what role you've played him. And we've seen Derek Jones Jr. play some three, four, and five, and I would say sometimes he has the biggest impact when he is playing the big, the, the backup five. And we yep. all know that DJJ, while 6'6", is 200. Dalen Terry almost weighs more than, than Derrick Jones Jr. We see how small Dalen Terry looks out there sometimes. Yep. And that's why I'm fearful when you hear AK think, say things like, well, I hope to see uh, Dalen Terry play some backup five at, one, uh, at some point because it's like, y'all doing that with DJJ. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, He's about to become DJJ. <laughs> <laughs> but real DTJ. talk. DTJ. Real talk. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., like you said, 
I, I can't stress enough how important it is that he comes in the game, no matter how long he didn't play, how much he did play, whatever else, and he finds a way to impact the game every single time. Whether yeah. it's the highlight reel dunks, whether it's the blocks, whether it is some solid defense when he's not playing out of position or completely outweighed, like, I really do feel like this. If Derrick Jones Jr. was able to play some actual backup three and maybe a little four, I think we would have this complete, like that $3.3 million on this deal would be looked at as an absolute steal because he yeah. always finds a way to, he's always in the right spots usually. Unfortunately, he always seems to hurt his head or his hand. Like he's always touching one or the he's other. He's always holding his wrist, bro. Yeah, I swear. It's crazy. It's, it's off an and one that he didn't got like, <laughs> it, it doesn't look like anybody hit his wrist and he just, oh my God. I think it's permanent. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I said that during the season. You may have some permanent think, nerve I, damage there. I think he's got permanent damage in his wrist and that's why he always holds it. I mean, because, it's like, always taped it, up too. So Yeah, it's always taped. It's yeah. always, I think like he dunked one time and probably dunked that mug too hard and he got permanent damage on that. Wouldn't be surprised, man. But yeah, DJJ is just like, just... Uh, I mean, especially at what you pay him, right? And I, I know we give these grades, and some people may be like, how'd you give such and such and C, but Derrick Jones Jr. gets a B? It's because yeah. it's a different expectation. Like, when you're not consistently in in, in the lineup, in the rotation, but you, you find a way. That, listen, he does what we want Patrick Williams to do on a much higher level. Always find a way to impact the game. Yeah, he and, and that's, that's the main thing, right? Like, it's not about what do you do to the best of your ability. It's about what can you do in the role that you've been given. Derrick Jones Jr. has been given a role where he's not going to see the floor every night. He's not going to see the floor at, uh, 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 30, 20 minutes a game, right? He's just not based on how this team is constructed. Unless we have injury issues and stuff like that, then he might see it a little bit more. But he's realistically going to play 15 to 20 minutes a game, more so 15 than anything, right? And some of those minutes are going to be at the end of the game if the Bulls are winning and or getting beat by 25, right? So I think that that's the, when you have that in mind, realistically, you're talking about him making a real impact on a game for maybe 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah. And that is the role that he has to have. If Patrick Williams made an impact on a game for 10 to 12 minutes every night, we wouldn't sit here and talk about him the way we do. The problem is that there's too many times where you can't find that impact for a lot of players on this team. And so when you see somebody that has that, and, and I think the other thing is too, we just have too many of this guy, right? Like DJJ yeah. is the Caruso, is the Javante Green, is the, right? Like it is what Dalen Terry was the couple of games that he actually got some time on the floor, right? Like we got too many of that guy. We need the guy that actually can do the other stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, so yeah, we have a lot of, and well, uh, I, I take Alice Caruso is a specialist in the fact that he, defensively he's just amazing. Defense, yes. But like like you said, Javante, Derek Jones Jr., these are guys that like they they come in and they play a role, they do something, but we need some more specialists on this team. We need a knockdown shooter or two if we can get one, right? But and I and I do think that Derek Jones Jr. and his willingness and versatility may be why Javante isn't re-signed, especially if Javante tries to get uh, a lot of money. And I think that, you know, if you can replace uh, one of those guys with, with a, a shooter or a rebounder or something like that, you, you do that. You don't need both of those guys. And so, um, you know, I, I, like you said, I like that Derrick Jones Jr. opted in. I like that he he likes being here. I like that he – and I'll tell you what, too. Like, there's something to be said about making those energy plays that get the crowd in the game. Derrick Jones Jr. makes a lot of those, bro. A lot. Yeah, I, I mean, he's the guy that's, that's willing to sacrifice himself. He's the guy that's willing to die for the basketball. He's the guy that's willing to, right? Like, he he is what the Bulls need in, in so many instances with the glue part. 
to get the other guys going. But the 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 again, as as we've talked about all season long, you need more than just the glue guys. You yeah. need more than just the role players. We've got plenty of role players on this team. Or realistically, right, you need your stars to be your stars. I think that DJJ's impact is a lot more if we see Zach Levine playing the way that he played in the second half of the season, if we see DeMar DeRozan playing the way that he played in the second half of the season, and we saw DJJ in the second half of the season where that impact was more, right? That game-saving block that he had against, who was that, Toronto? Or is that Miami last game of regular season? One Uh, of those mugs, right? Um, right, like the, those those game saving blocks, those those uh, 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 the the quick steals from behind, just being just being able to throw them out there with Pat Bev, Caruso, P. Will, right, the length, right. When our when our arms combined, we are Captain Carney. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're trying to get back to out here. So yeah. I like what when you put the players in a situation that they feel comfortable in, you see how they thrive. And I feel like DJJ felt really comfortable in the role that he had, which I think is why he opted back in. Or it could be that he didn't have any offers. Like I, 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 listen, I, he could very hey, well be like, hey, hey listen, I'm, not getting three, I'm not getting $3 million out there in the open market. So let me go ahead and say, stay here in Chicago. I, um, I always thought about that when Rondo was like, when, when Rondo said, he said, why'd you go to the Lakers? Said, they offered me some money. Like, <laughs> like, well, nobody else offering me hey, no money. That's what it comes down to sometimes, man. I think sometimes we want to have these, look at these players like, no, you should go to the winning. You should like, no, sometimes it just comes down to, listen, I got kids. I got a family. This is was about to get me paid um how could how could you ever play for the los angeles lakers they offered me money oh okay well, yeah man, there you go there you go and one thing before we leave off on derrick jones jr moving to the next topic for today here's what i'm going to ask you next season derrick jones jr do you think that do you want to see him have a more consistent role on the team i guess is the way i should phrase it um depends on the team makeup right like if there is no javante if there is no um, if we're not, well, here's the real answer. No, because I want Dale and Terry to have those minutes. <laughs> That's the real answer, right? And like, that, that, listen, no, I completely no. agree with you. I completely <laughs> agree with you. So you know what? Take it back. We got the answer there. No, Dale and Terry. That's the answer. Dale and Terry. Dale and freaking Terry. I was going to go through this breakdown, and I was like, I actually hope he plays like two minutes a game because <laughs> Dale and Terry all those minutes. There you go. All right, man. Next up, we're going to be talking about uh, Zach Levine <laughs> and DeMar DeRozan getting all NBA votes. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about uh, one of our sponsors, and that's eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items and exclusions apply. All right, Pat. Uh, So, we have two... Uh, players on our team and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan that got uh, third team all NBA votes. Now, this is surprising to me for a couple of different reasons. While Zach Levine had a great second half of the season, um, or really after December, it was a rough start, rough go of it. Um, and I do think that Zach Levine probably would have made an all NBA team had he played 
like he did after December the whole entire season. DeMar, yeah. why not having the impact, not having the big nights and things uh, like he did uh, last season, uh, as was really up and down this season. We found out he had the hip injury. Kind of makes sense there. I'm not holding that on indictment on him at all. But how do you feel? Do you, are you surprised at all that they got a couple of third-team All-NBA votes? I don't know if I'm surprised because I think that when you start to look at it, right, like are there 30 players that are better than Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan in the NBA? Probably not, right? So you're going to get some love based on the fact that you are one of the top 30 players in the NBA. Um, now, I, I know that list comes out where it's like they have DeMar at like 50-something and Zach at like 70, 100. I, there's no way that you're sitting there looking at that list and you think that those guys are, are outside of the top 30 uh, to me. Now, to, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they didn't they didn't win anything with it, so it doesn't help their contract situation, nothing like that, which maybe that kind of works in the favor of the Bulls. Um, I don't know if anybody uh, would have become eligible for a Supermax or anything if they if they make that list in the on the Bulls sense, but uh, to me, right, like I, I look at what Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan did in the second half of the season. I say I think there's a lot of people that believe that's the Bulls team that it was supposed to be. They finally mm -hmm. got them. The, they finally started to get it together with a point guard. So I think that a lot of people are a lot more favorable uh, on what on how they finish the season. And that's why you see the votes go that way, right? Uh, Zach Levine made a all-NBA team last year, um, and they were terrible down the stretch. But it was like, well, I mean, I guess we got to put them on one of them. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it, to me, I think they just finished on a good, feel-good finish to the season for, the, for most of the games so that they got a couple of votes for that. That's fair. That's fair. Do you um when you look at the season, you said one thing that's great there is that this is how the team was supposed to look on the second half of the season. Um, moving into the into the offseason, what is the biggest priority that you would place on? Is it getting a starting caliber point guard or is it getting some shooting because we've seen how many games we lost just because of you know math of not shooting and not making enough threes is it a uh, additional big man a power forward to, to do some rim protection where do you put the priority if you were running the bulls on on what it would be to go out and get in the free agent market this year i think your priority has to be shooting and it has to be philosophy to me um mm -hmm. there's a there has to be a want to shoot the basketball. And I think there was more of a want from guys like P. Will and stuff like that to shoot the basketball at the end of the season. But Ayo Desumu didn't want to shoot that mug, right? Kobe White was letting it fly, starting to knock things down. But most of the players on this team were trying to get to the mid-range, trying to get to the cup. They weren't shooting the three ball. You have to go out there and get somebody that shoots the three ball for a living. I think if you find a shooter, I think we we did a video on this. I think if you find a shooter, the Bulls, now, do they get to the top of the Eastern Conference? I, I, I doubt that. But I think they get back to where they were last season, right? You're finishing around fifth or sixth. Because if you have shooting, you have players that can create open shots just by the fact that they're driving to the bucket. Mm -hmm. You got to have somebody that I can kick it out to that's going to knock down a shot, though. So I think that that's really the, the biggest need for the Chicago Bulls. Um, as far as the point guard position, listen, it didn't take much. We we had this. That was probably one of our biggest debates. Pat Bev ain't a top 20, 30 point guard in the NBA. Maybe yeah. 30. Maybe he's top 30. He's, he's not a top that's, twenty that's, point guard in the NBA. That still feels high, yeah. but he's a, but it's just not that many players, right? Like it, he's not a top twenty point guard in the NBA. And all of a sudden, we saw Zach Levine be a guy. You just have to have a guy that has a willingness to to run your system. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, if you go out and get uh um not Tyus Jones, what's his brother name? Trey Jones, right? If Trey yeah. Jones can come in here and, and and put people in the right position, Zach Levine's good. Demar Derozan's good. 
you got Alice Caruso still on the team if they don't end up trading anybody away, right? Like, I, I think that those are guys that I look at and I'm just like, is he a serviceable point guard? Yeah, that's all we really need at the position. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, like, you we do need a three-point specialist because, like I said, even if you just add one high-level three-point shooter into the team, even with our struggles without having a point guard early in the season, the Bulls probably win three or four more games at the start of the season. Then add, yeah. on top of adding Pat Bev to that, we probably win even more if we have the three-point shooting on top of that. So it definitely could have uh, helped the Bulls a lot out to have a three-point shooter. And like I said, we need a serviceable point guard. We, need a, we honestly need a point guard that's going to defend, pass, and can communicate that doesn't necessarily even look to take a lot of shots, right? Especially yeah. if we add a three-point shooter in other places. So that's a big point of, of, of where the Bulls need to be looking at as well. I just, you know, uh, it's going to be such an interesting offseason, bro. I did over on Central Today kind of um, a projection as far as Bulls salary cap. And, like, even if you look at the low end, if we sign both re-sign Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White, we're about – Eight million, eight to nine million dollars under the luxury tax. At that point, we have a full level, mid level exception, but we're probably not going to use that. And a biannual exception, and it's like those could both be things we use to add the things that we need to this team. But because of that artificial, don't go into the luxury tax. It's gonna make it tough, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with you. Um, I was looking at trying to see, kind of like looking at just the point guard list. Mm. Uh, first off, it is gross. Um, you have almost have to go to the trade market. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I know this sounds crazy to say, but the Bulls might need to throw money at Javon Carter. I don't, like, initially, if you would have, like, just in the, in the vacuum, if you would have called me and been like, hey, we, we need to sign Javon Carter this offseason, I would have been like, man, what are you talking about? But because I have been kind of looking at some things, I actually, I don't think that that's terrible, bro. I don't think that that's terrible. Well, I mean, he's, here's the thing. Serviceable and can play defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. that's really what I'm looking at, right? Like, I, I don't need you to be the best offensive player in the NBA. I just need you to be serviceable and be able to play defense. Um, now, the Bucks will probably bring him back, but I... Yeah. Like, there's not much out there for you not to for go point out there guard. And That's why say, I primarily look and monitor the, the, the trade market. Like, yeah, Trey Jones is probably... Is Trey Jones and, what, Seth Curry, the, the, the biggest free agents at point guard? Of course, other than Kyrie Irving, but we know we're not in that sweepstakes at all. Yeah, I mean, that or do you go... Dog, we might really end up with Derrick Rose again. Like, I can't think of anybody. They're not going to pay him $14 million next year. Like, I really can't. Like, I'm really sitting here going through this list. I don't see anybody that even fits. Yeah. Going to be I interesting. Mean, AK, they got their work cut out for him. That's that's what it boils down to, man. Um, Kobe Kobe White's going to be our starting point, and Derrick Rose is going to come off of the bench. That's wild. We're back again, Chicago. That's Red that's, and blue skies, baby. Red and blue skies. That's, that's not what it's red and black skies. That's black wild. Skies. Uh, too strong, too fast. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, uh, I guess I'm just so. I, like what, like what it, like the the market. Unless we gonna go for somebody young, like maybe we go for Scottie Pippen Jr. and see if he can yeah. actually play. Yeah. And now before we go, like, <laughs> we bring a Scottie Pippen back. That's crazy, bro. That's wild. Before we go, though, I do want to mention this. So there's a lot of now players that have become eligible or not eligible for the Supermax because of uh, not making all NBA teams. John Morant's one of those players that could have had his contract converted to a Supermax, uh, even though he already signed that extension, just but if he would have made an all NBA team. He did not. He missed out on it. Um, right. The question that I want to throw to you is this. With now 
the CBA, the new CBA removed the restrictions where before you could only have two Supermax contracts on any team. Now it kind of removes that because they've made that higher spending limit at all. Do you think that we see team players stay with their teams? Because keep in mind, you can't be traded within your first, what is it, five years to, yeah. to, to qualify for that Supermax. Do we see more teams, more players now stay with their teams to try to be eligible for that Supermax? Well, I think we're starting to see that, right? I mean, yeah. listen, John Morant is is been in the league what three years now. Lucas staying home, and I think because we have a lot more European players, right? Mm -hmm. European players tend to be a lot more loyal. Um, they they treat the cities very much like they treat their countries. Um, so to me, right, like I don't think we'll ever see Giannis leave Milwaukee. It's a fun pipe dream to talk about, but I don't think we'll ever see it. I don't think we'll ever see. Um, uh, um, Jokic leaving Denver. I don't think we'll ever see Luka leaving Dallas. And the only one that we've really seen moved over any amount of time is Sabonis. And he, he was a part of a trade. So, uh, and he was upset that he got traded, right? Like he was, he was upset that he got moved out of Indiana. So um, I don't think that we're going to see, I, I think we're already not seeing a ton of movement from these players. Um, right. I mean, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, guys like that, they've stuck around. I think the modern generation is kind of sticking with their teams a little bit more, but I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I like, I like the, I like what the NBA is trying to do. I'll say that. I like what the NBA is trying to do with trying to recreate the feel of nineties basketball with a modern day era. Yeah, and I mean, now Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both have qualified for Supermax contracts because of what they've done, which is going to be crazy, bro. Hey, I, I, I said, money, I said on, uh, I said on Locked On NBA last night, was like, there's no way I'm paying Jason Tatum a Supermax. Not after two would you play, playoffs. Would you, play, would you play Jalen Brown a Supermax? Yes. And listen, with the, with the play on the court, I can't argue that at all. This I mean, year. like, I, I, I get what Tatum does during the season. He's yeah. a dog. I'm not going to act Brown like Brown is not. more clutch. I need you in the playoffs. Yeah. When do I need you to show up in the playoffs? Listen, I love Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver could knock down a three in the playoffs. <laughs> I I paid you for one thing to show up in the playoffs. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, I I couldn't I wouldn't give Tatum a supermax. That's I'm sure to some people that's going to be a hot hot take, but guess it was. What? That's we'll leave that to John Corrales to talk about over on Locked On Celtics. That's not our job here. We're going to move on and uh next up so the Bulls are right now in the draft lottery, meaning we do have a chance to keep our uh, own pick if it falls in the top four. We have an 8.5% chance of it falling in the top four, 1.8% chance of it getting the number one overall pick. And the Bulls are sending the rook, Dalen Terry, to represent the Bulls at the draft lottery. Now, listen, I'll say this. He's going to get more minutes at the draft lottery than he got playing in the NBA last season. And that's crazy. It depends. They go call the bull's name first. Oh, yeah, like, well, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this feels familiar. <laughs> I you know, know, man. You know, Dalen's going to be up there smiling. You know, he's going to be up there cheesing the whole time, bro. It's oh, like, yeah. That's crazy. They, you think Dalen shows up in a bow tie? I feel like Dalen's a bow tie. Oh, he's guy. definitely a bow tie, dude. Did I he feel have like a bow tie Daylen on at the draft? He might have. He might have had a bow tie on at the draft. I feel like Dalen's a bow tie, dude. Feel like he goes that or he shows up. Well, they they probably wanted to send Javante, but Javante said, "I'm coming in a sweatsuit." <laughs> That's very accurate. You remember can when you we smoke black? Can you smoke black and milds on the draft? Nah, Bro, you can't. Yeah. I ain't going. <laughs> I'm good, y'all. I'm good. Oh, uh, that's crazy. 
because it's very accurate. Like he had on, he was the day, he was there to take photos with people at Bulls Fest last year, and he had on Sweat breakaway suit. sweatpants. And breakaways, like, what you think you're gonna have to Foul. dunk on somebody? All of a <laughs> you gotta get in the game, baby. You never know. Javante looked like the type of dude wear breakaway pants with no drawers underneath. You gotta watch him. Like he he concerning, bro. He just show up, bro. He show up. He show up in too many. <laughs> Too many drug dealer categories, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> How did we get here? Oh, God. Wow. Oh, oh wow. man. Oh, man. A any thoughts on Dale and Terry at the draft? Because we've gone very far left. This is all, this is all I say about Dale and Terry at the draft, man. Don't. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Don't give me hope, bro. Like, listen, like. Hey, what's worse, getting knocked out immediately or getting knocked out at five? Oh, getting knocked out at five, bro. Like, literally, if, there, if you mean to tell me that there that we have a chance and we're sitting there like, oh, the Bulls may do it, and then the, they get called the next one, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do you. I'm flipping over a table. It's going <laughs> to happen, bro. I'm flipping it, over I, a table. I'm, I'm so scared that we're going to get knocked out at, like, five. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just like, bro, come on now. And here's the wild part, right? Like, does the NBA rig it? Like, is there is there going to be a full three-way rig? Now, that's a crazy statement. A full three-way rig in multiple sports out here where we all end up. And here, here's the thing. I'm all here for it. Rig it, please. Like, I just want to talk about a draft pick here. But let's be 100% honest. The Blackhawks shouldn't have got that pick. Bro, when the <laughs> The Bears that, shouldn't have got that pick. I, well, Lovey helped us on that one, bro. Lovey was literally like, I told Davis you Davis Mills threw a game-winning touchdown with two seconds left. What are the chances? Bro, I told, like, literally, Roger Goodell <laughs> called up Lovey, and he was like, listen, Lovey, they're going to fire you either way, bro. Um, So here's what we're going to do, man. This, we need Chicago to We need this. Chicago to have the number one pick. So uh, they go, go win the game. And Lovey was like, bet. Say less. Uh, I'm I got to see if I... I gotta see if I can get McKee to get Lovey on. Just That's be like, hey man, come on, dog. <laughs> bro, come like, on, dog. And then as far as the Blackhawks, bro, when the Blackhawks got that number one over, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I had oh put I had put that far out of my mind because I'm like, there's no way, bro. There's no way. When I got the alert on my phone, I just assumed yeah. that it was that the Blackhawks didn't get it. I put, I got the alert, saw Blackhawks, put my phone back down. It took for it wasn't you who texted. I think it was Bobby. It was Kev texting me, and I was like, wait, what? We got it? It's crazy, bro. bro. My dad no, called me and literally was like, are they going to uh, rig all three? Like, literally the question I just said, are they going to rig all three for us to get the pick? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you didn't watch the draft lottery? I was like, no, we had like a 1% chance of getting that money. Like, what was I watching for? He's like, we got the number one overall pick. I'm like, we got Bedard? I'm like, what? What are we talking about right now, bro? This, hey, this listen, is funny. I, like, we don't even need to refer to it as the number one pick. We got Bedard. Just like we got Bedard. Gets, we got gets Bedard. The number one pick. You didn't get the number one overall pick. We got pick. Wimby. You got Vic, yeah, you got Wimby. We got that's Wimby. It. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so we I sold mean, on Wimby though. Are we sold on Wimby? I'm scared. I, bro, I tell you what, I'm and, so I, and I know, I know that's this the is toughest part, bro. Listen, Ooh. I'm not 100 percent sold. I'm not. I'm not sold out on Wimby either. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on the health. Although bro. he has no injury history, That's and he does a lot true. of work with his body. This is true. He does a I mean, lot but, of work with his I'll body. I'll tell you what. If the Bulls are lucky enough to get Wimby, the very first thing you – or the whole – matter of fact, don't even play him the whole first year. Lower body workouts the whole first year. That's it. He's not light, though. How heavy is he, though? I don't know. I, th I think he's, like, skinny, but I think he actually got some weight to him. 
Well, that's because bones weigh a lot. Like, I mean, he's he's 220 pounds. I told you. He's not that light, bro. He's just tall as heck. He's 7'2". Like, think about this, right? He's 7'5". Oh, they got him listed as 7'2 on here. I don't know. I'm looking at Draft Express. They got him listed as 7'5". That's ridiculous, first off. Um, But but here's the thing about Wemby, right? Like, so 7'2", 7'5 would be crazy. 7'5", 250 is actually really light. Yeah, that's not. Uh, Or I'm sorry, 220 is actually really light. But uh, Google has him as 7'2". Let me see what, what I got for weight on here. Spork Media... Okay, they, I hate I hate the overseas websites, bro. Oh my god, they're terrible. Don't worry about it. But no, um, yeah, I do see seven five, two hundred twenty pounds. That's still light. That's pretty light, actually. So that's that's why. I but say he also dribbles. But he also dribbles like a guard. This is very true. I, I I'm I'm nervous on it, and I don't know if Scoot Henderson becomes the number one pick. I don't think that you can take him over Victor. Do you think we rarely see it in the NBA? But if the Bull, do you think there's any? Let's say the Bulls get number two. Do you trade? Because two, three, four, five, would you trade down to get a little bit more? If, if that's possible? I if I get three or four, yes. Okay. Because like, <laughs> well, I, I love Brandon Miller. Well, I, is, I would, he, is he is he coming out though? Is he actually going to be able to like? What's going on with the whole murder case that was going on with him? <laughs> No, for real. Like, that know, was the whole, like the gun in the laundry, all that. Yeah, like, he had the gun in the drawers. You know what I mean? Like, it actually was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. I think he's committed, though. Yeah, he's he's in the draft. So, I guess we'll see, bro. That's tough. I hope we get the pick. Dalen, bring us, bring us something. Uh, what if that's all Dalen Terry ever does for the Bulls? The Bulls drafted Dalen Terry. I'm fine. I'm absolutely just fine to with get it. the number one overall. Pick. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm not even worried about it. Who represented us at the draft the year we got Rose? Who was it? I think um, Gar went, didn't he? I don't think it was somebody. No, special. Gar wasn't hired was... yet. Gar didn't get hired until after we had Derrick Rose. Then it, it might have just been Pax. I don't think it was somebody crazy out here. I'm pretty sure it, it I, I'm pretty sure it was just like packs or something like that. Whole time it was like my oh, it might have been Michael actually. Uh I don't know. I have to we'll look up that off. Yeah, that, that, that's a deep cut head. right that there. We we didn't went deep out here. We didn't went deep. Yeah. Hey man, appreciate y'all for showing love and uh tuning in as always, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Dale Terry. Don't give us hope, but please. <sighs> Let's get the pick. Yeah, get the pick. Secure the pick. But you guys can follow I feel me. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before we leave, <laughs> you think they said Dalen because he's sneaky, and so they think he's gonna be able to like switch the cards around. That's <laughs> switch funny. the pick That's funny. <laughs> Don't let Dalen Terry in the room beforehand because he absolutely <laughs> will. Uh, but that anyway, so thank, funny. thank you guys so much, man, for uh for tuning in and rocking with us, man, over here on Locked On Bulls. We'll be back tomorrow with more player evaluations, talking about what else could happen around this team this offseason, man. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. That's the wrong one. Clearly. That's still the wrong one. <laughs> You're struggling now. <laughs>